welcome back to the fourth episode of the Airshow Lounge podcast. My name is Dan. Today we're going to be discussing quite a lot of stuff uh, in the past week since we recorded the last episode. I don't think we expected so much to be announced and so much amazing things to be announced. Um, and yeah, today's episode is going to be fully packed and it's probably going to be a long one. So joining me today is... Jack. Evan. Matt. Um... Yeah, well, I guess we have to start with the elephant in the room and um, ask Cywell to take uh, a chill pill because can you stop announcing so much? Because I'm keeping, I can't keep track. Um, they've announced so much over the last week, um, including six more Spitfires, three P51 Mustangs, uh, two Corsairs, a Gamebird, uh, a B25, a P38, and a Farka DXXI. What? I am absolutely, it's it's mental. I mean, me and yourself, Dan, we run the socials and I swear every time I look at my phone, you've either updated something or I've had to because we just can't keep up. And something that I, you know, I, like I said in the last podcast, it feels like they're playing catch up. I think I may have been right ever so slightly with that. I mean, definitely. I think you can't disagree that they are now definitely caught up whether or not they're ahead i don't know we'll speak about another air show in a bit um about who's who's nailing it on for being the uh the star performing show of the year because i think it's currently a battle between two um yeah i think i mean just what with flying bull stuff as well let's 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 get straight into it and talk about the big the big stuff four flying bulls aircraft I mean, because I can I say one thing quickly. Uh, I've just refreshed my Facebook, and they've just announced another piece <laughs> of my Mustang. This time, people uh, oh from Mustang Marinel. So uh, that's another one to add to the uh, to the list. So correction: four P fifty one Mustangs. Oh I think we God. need to timestamp this at fifteen eleven on the fourteenth of January twenty twenty four. Yeah, because yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think sometimes like people actually. I mean, people believe what you know was said because it, it, it's hard fact. But what I think that it's just unpredictable at what time all of these announcements are coming out. It's like not structured like with the likes of React, where at twelve o'clock every Thursday you get an announcement. This is oh, we've got something. Let's just get it out there. Well, there's um, there's going to be some stuff to talk about that I'm going to bring in from another podcast that was recorded. Um, by a group called the UK Airshow Review. Um, I've followed them for a while, and I know a lot of us use their forums and stuff. Um, and they had a podcast with uh, Richard Grace, who is works with um, Ultimate Warbird Flights and is the one that's actually helping organise the airshow, getting in the aircraft. And in a minute, we're going to talk about the different things that he's talked about, because from when they put their podcast out, he said that 50% of the aircraft have been announced and there is another 50% on top. And he did say as well, which is going to cause you to have a breakdown, Jack, um, that potentially they're going to have to start announcing three aircraft a day. Yay. <laughs> um, I mean, what what do we think? What do we think about the lineup so far? Because we went from last week. Oh, my God, I missed out a Tempest. That, that wasn't even in last week's episode. You know, a Tempest as a catch would be amazing. But then we just all forgot that there's a Tempest that's newly been restored that's going to the show and that everything else seems to be topping that. Like, what sort of amazing lineup is this? I can't remember. What was what was the name of the air show that said that they're not doing one this year? Was it Flying Legends? It was Flying Legends, it, yeah. So th- this, this, is, this is basically Flying Legends under Cywell. Um, and... I'm loving the fact that you've got so many historic airframes coming to this. Um, And, you know, we might get the odd, you know, one or two fast jet display teams regarding, you know, Typhoon or, you know, the Reds. But I genuinely think, um, and this is my own personal opinion, if I was to go to that air show right now, nothing else be announced. I don't think I'd be disappointed in the slightest. I think, I think, yeah, no. Um, it's as well as information coming from Richard himself. He said this is going to be a primarily a warbird show. 
and that that's that's a quote from him. He said, you know, he that's his favorite type of aircraft. It's it's if he's going to pick any show out the calendar each year, if Flying Legends is on, that's the calendar. You know, that's the calendar pick he'd do. So he clearly has this favor for um for the Warbirds, which is clearly evidenced with what's currently been announced. You've obviously got some little few other things sprinkled in, like the Game Bird and like the uh, uh, the Wing Walker. Um, but primarily everything is is um, is Warbird based. I think the whole idea of all the Warbirds that have been announced so far, you know, there's a whole load of Spitfires and, you know, obviously we haven't even spoken about yet the, the Flying Bulls that have been announced, but there's quite a quite a potential for a Duxford style flying wing, if you know what I mean, with some of those mm. Warbird aircraft, I think, which would be quite incredible to see. And to take another bit of info from that uh, UK Air Show Review podcast, Richard Grace, who said that it's quite a short display line they're planning. So for us photographers, the chance of lots of top sides is going to be quite uh, quite a catch, I think, as well. And especially if they can get a, a flying wing together as well. I think as well they talked about having something called a spotter's corner, which would be on the north side of the airfield. So you'd be shooting northwards, um, which would catch, obviously, then the sunlight, which would get top sides as well. They were talking about lots of top sides because it being a short, short sort of um, crowd line. So there's lots of things to get excited about, both just enthusiast-wise, but also for you guys, obviously, who do photography. You know, there's going to be some chances to get some really cool shots of some really rare aircraft. I think I so I didn't realize that they were looking at doing that with the north side and what something that you know as as an avid photographer a lot of these older aircraft uh, especially you know World War 2 because they've got the camouflage on on the wings and everything it's still got like that that shininess on it yeah whereas if you get like and it bounces off really nicely in certain light but when you do fast jet display because it tends to be one colour, you don't get the same effect. And I think that's going to really appeal to any photographer. Yep. Um, it's it's something that you don't get the likes of Duxford. Duxford is quite a long display line. Um, I think, is it is it Shuttleworth or is it Old Buckingham that has quite a nice curved display line that's quite good for getting like top sides of, let's say, the Lancaster and stuff like that? Something you'd probably never get a top side from. So yeah, I think Shuttleworth. Yeah, so hopefully that we get that sort of thing again here. I mean, other things to talk about when we talk about lighting and photography um, is how long the flying display actually goes on for. So you, so they said in the podcast that the flying display would start potentially at 1 p.m. and you'd have the main bulk of flying aircraft up until 5, so four hours of flying display. From that point onwards, in three one-hour slots, they will send up a few different aircraft into the evening sort of light to do some evening displays up until 8 p.m. So at 6, 7, and 8, you would have a couple of aircraft go up, different you know, different aircraft do an evening slot. So it means that if you wanted to stay and get those different types of shots, the different coloured shots, um, you're going to have this different light. I mean, is there an air show that really does this in the UK? Much bar like when you get a, an evening display at a seaside show? I don't think so, no. I was just trying to think. The only one I've really come across is sort of like a evening dust display is is Bournemouth, I think. I think mm. there may be a couple more dotted around of those seaside ones, but you maybe get, not over a land one. You have, do you have, is Eastbourne another one where they choose, where they do that? Is it Eastbourne? Not that I can think of, but I know I do. there's a couple seaside shows that do do those sort of evening things, because you get like um, the typhoon doing its display, so you get to see the carrots coming out the back and stuff. Yeah, because they mean, do that up in Edinburgh, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, what like that's again thinking about everything they also talked about that being the idea of traffic management so you'd get some people that would leave after the 5 p.m slot um and then then you'd have some people to stay on on Cywell, um until the 8 p.m is finished so they were talking about that sort of being that the gates close at nine so they said that they're gonna have loads of different loads of different things on, on the ground i mean talking about on the ground, they've got a flight line walk that is £5 extra on top of your ticket. However, it gets you full access to all the flying aircraft. 
um, including really close range stuff. We're talking, they said, within a meter of every aircraft that's on the ground, basically. Um, which if you've been to Duxford before, you know, you're probably normally five or 10 meters away when you're doing their um, flight line walk. So definitely some chance again for more photography opportunities with some rare aircraft again. I think some of the benefits Sywell as well here is that they, so the, the weekend that they've got is June 22nd, June 23rd. Well, that's two days after the longest day. Yes. So, that's going to really benefit them going into that because as long you know as long as weather plays its part that place could be light up till sort of half past 10 easily yeah and i think you mentioning weather that was another thing they also talked about you know you have warbirds warbirds are susceptible to having you know stricter conditions for them having to be in and out of you know wind limitations and weather limitations they said that if they will tune their display around the weather so if they know that it's going to rain between 1 and 3 p.m., they will start flying early and they'll fly later. They said they were going to be completely like work around weather if they can and do everything they can to have everything fly at some point, even if that means starting the display really early. I think the key takeaway from that as well is, I think from what I picked up on the podcast by the UK Air Show of you guys, is uh, Richard said that they're going to apply for their air show license to basically allow them to fly between sunrise and sunset so it gives them you know i say i know they won't fly before the gates open but you know i think like jack said you know if the sunset isn't till half nine ten o'clock then that's a really long window to get uh, the flying in and i think that helps with then having the uk weather it's being unpredictable as it normally is is that you can you know fly within those limits of stuff i mean it's going to hopefully allow them to have everything fly on both days as long as touch wood we don't get a massive washout of the weekend which again they said they've planned the weekend on primarily a a weekend that always has good weather so they've really looked at this show and as i mentioned in a previous podcast it's almost like they took the show they've taken everything that everyone has spoken bad about previously other air shows or what could be improved and they've just done it to their air show the only thing I know they're not having is um, a flight line walk. Uh, sorry, not a flight line walk, a night shoot. Because because they're so close to the summer solstice, they said, you know, we'll be gone 10 o'clock before you get proper nighttime shoots. And after that time, they've got to legally light the car parks. So it's not something that they're going to be doing, you know, this year. I mean, there's, I think, you know, the night shoots are, are great. But even if they were able to put on a, you know, an evening type one just when the light was fading a little bit would be quite nice i think just to get some of those warbirds in that sort of golden hour type period i know probably jack would appreciate that as well i love a golden hour about say you recently posted a, a nice uh sunset photo from when you were down at lake and Heath on your socials about um and that stuff i think like some something that you kind of appreciate like being around aviation in general for a long time is the, the, the small things in life. And you do get, you know, there might, there might be times where the weather doesn't play ball, but you sit back, you take a photo and go, I'm in this moment. And I think, you know, whether you're at an air show or an airfield or just doing something in life, you do just need that reflectiveness. And I think that's what golden hour and that sort of time of the day really does benefit with. Yeah, definitely. I think with golden hour, are we going to get some of those nice shiny flying bulls aircraft up in the nice golden light? That would be incredible to see. I think, you know, the way those are polished with an inch of their lives, you know, I think would really lend themselves to that sort of, that sort of time of day. I, I mean, think... well, yeah, the Flying Bulls aircraft are some of the most beautifully polished and amazing aircraft um, that are on the air show circuit at the time. And I think we're so lucky to have them at uh, this show and what we'll talk about in a bit, um, some other shows. I think, you know, the way the way that they're, they've been preserved and um, everything like that, they just... It... it, it shows it shows how much people are willing to keep these aircraft in the air because they're not you know they're not young 
there you know there's a lot of a lot of work that still goes into those aircraft and for them to still be flying way beyond probably what anyone ever thought they would be is testament to you know the mecha- the, the the ground crews the air crews everything like that so just in general for the UK I do think that this arguably could be the you know the spot of the year I mean definitely I mean talking about all the ground crew and maintaining it they're over here for you know what sounds like it's the whole month of June um because they are here from what we believe to be at least the minimum the 31st of May the 1st of June all the way till Sywell which is the 23rd is it is the last day of Sywell yeah so we have that whole month of June where we're going to have the flying balls in you know in the UK with five of their aircraft as far as we are currently concerned there could end up being more but as of recording this date which we said is the 14th of January there are five aircraft set to be in the UK what out of those aircraft so far from the flying balls are you most excited about to see well, just for everyone who, if, if you are listening, you don't know what's been announced or what's coming over to the UK. So currently at air shows, we currently have the B-25, the P-38, the P-51, the Corsair, and the DC-6. They're the five that are currently confirmed at least one air show in June. Um, for me, it's the DC-6. I mean, that is an old aircraft, and it's one hell of a cool aircraft. Um, and I am definitely um, looking forward to seeing that. I don't know, what do you, what's your, what's the one you're looking forward to seeing, Jack? Uh, for me, for me, I, I'd love to see the B twenty five. Yeah, just because it's such an iconic aircraft for the Americans. Yeah, um, um, it's it's something that's not seen that often what about uh what about you matt what are you looking forward to seeing uh so for me i think you know so at the minute i'm definitely doing cywell air show i've got my tickets booked for that one uh, and i'm still on the fence about midlands i need to check the calendar and see what we're up to but maybe going to that one as well so hoping to sort of catch them all but i don't think i've ever actually seen the flying balls you know i think i may have seen so I've seen P-51s flying around uh, and maybe a Corsair at Duxford once or twice. So I think really for me, I'm looking forward to seeing the B-25 and the Lightning. You know, I've never seen them fly. You know, I've seen pictures of them countless times. But I think they're the two that are really sort of at the minute standing out for me because I'm off to Cywell. I think if I get tickets to Midlands, I think the DC-6 will be the, the catch for me. It's just, a, you know, it's a beautiful looking aircraft. When it got announced, I instantly went online had a look at the pictures and thought yeah that is a it's a stunning aircraft you know and i think i'm looking forward to seeing them and i think it's great that there's so many they're over here attending so many shows and it's not just like one and gone yeah what about for you evan what are you looking forward to seeing in the uk out of those five of those five all of them i've, I've only had the chance to see uh for a warbird i've had the chance for a Hurricane, a Spitfire, and the Lancaster. I've never seen anything American, so any any and all of them. In particular, though, Lightning, the the P thirty eight. I mean, it's just a unique shape now, isn't it? You know, it's all uh, joined together with a massive hollow space behind the cockpit. It's not it's not common looking, is it? No, it's, it's a really cool aircraft. I think to 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 make me choose which one I'm looking forward to, it's you know it's really difficult. But there is such a good lineup of aircraft, and you know is is are we going to get something else? You know, are we going to get maybe the Alpha jets come over? I mean, for as far as you know, Midlands going to because bearing in mind the Midlands have got the DC six. As we'll move on to talk about the Midlands shortly, the Midlands have got the DC six. Sywell haven't. So it's, again, more chance of going to different airshows to see different Flying Bulls aircraft as well. So are the Midlands maybe going to get their Alpha Jets? Is that something that's possible? It'd be nice if they brought their whole, like, the whole different, like, array of aircraft over. Mm. Um, 
because obviously at the minute it's very, very heavily sort of World War Two era. Yeah. So, you know, like you say, if they were to bring an alpha jet over just to show a bit of old, bit of new, that would be, you know, it, I don't think it would be a miss. I think it would add more to their display and the air shows. I think, yeah. I, I mean, I think the alpha jets would be great to see, but obviously, you know, I've been able to see, obviously not the, the flying ball ones, but just the top aces ones, the Lake and Heath recently. I think one of the ones I spotted on their website that quite looked quite cool to me was the, uh, I think it's the BO105 they've got. It's mm. The helicopter display. Yeah. I think that could maybe quite lend itself quite nicely to some of these smaller, more intimate air show locations as opposed to, you know, a larger one, say, like, like Riyadh, where it's a two and a half mile long display line. Yeah, I mean that's that's what makes these shows so good for warbirds, and I think it's why we'll you'll never fully see a lot of warbirds at React because of that long display line. It's why it, it's why you need the sort of the bigger aircraft, the fast aircraft at React because it's it's that such that long line where when you go to Sywell or or Shuttleworth, you've got a really nice enclosed, almost sphere type um type enclosure where the aircraft are going to fly basically around you, and that's what makes it really cool especially for warbird stuff the things that don't fly too fast but you're going to get the top sides are really cool photos the really cool opportunities just to see them um and yeah and with you, midlands uh, i was just gonna, i was just going to say do you think there could be a, a possibility for a mass flying bulls fly past um never say never no never say never because I don't know. They've currently spread themselves across different air shows now, so we know that some stuff isn't going to be going to Sywell, where where like the DC six that we know is is going to the Midlands. You know, Duxford have only announced the B twenty five and the P thirty eight. We don't really know where they're going to be based. I think everyone is currently presuming what I've seen is Duxford because they're the ones with the facilities, um, which makes sense because you can't really house. Um, all the flying bulls at Sywell when Sywell are literally going to be packed from wingtip to wingtip with aircraft. So Duxford seems the most likely location to have them, but it wouldn't surprise me if they went somewhere else because if they do bring over quite a heck of a lot of aircraft, bear in mind, we don't know. They, they've not fully published what they're bringing across. It's just airshows going, oh yeah, this is what we've got. So we don't actually know until they maybe make an announcement themselves or something like that, what, what are we actually going to get? Um, and with Midlands, we've got the B-25 and the DC-6. Are we going to get the P-38? Are we going to get the Mustang? Are we going to get the Corsair? We don't know yet. Midlands are, are sort of you know, pushing their aircraft out at a slower rate um, than what Sywell are. You know, they're going out at uh, one every couple of days at the moment. So Midlands are going to take longer, which they're sort of going for the route of, we'll build up and tell you everything as we get closer and closer to the show. Um, We've obviously got things like the Red Arrows, the Typhoon, all the RAF stuff to when they start announcing their schedules, you know, March, April time. Yeah. I think Sywell I think Sywell have been really, really clever uh, in the way that they've done their whole announcements because they announced about like you say, about half of their aircraft and then they decided to drop the tickets. Yeah. And I think I think they've been dangling the carrot in front of everyone and people are going to start you know start taking it because why not i mean for historic aircraft i think you know i think they're gonna they could potentially put duxford in a bit of a predicament i mean yeah i mean like there's like other things like um is cosford I mean, we keep coming back to cosford every podcast and going, they still haven't announced anything. Like, now Duxford are now announcing big aircraft, like the Flying Bull stuff. These are, are shows that are going to, people are going to go, I'm just going to go to this because I know what's going. And are going to take away so many potential people to go to Cosford. I don't know anyone in the air show or aviation sort of communities that has bought a Cosford ticket yet. Because we don't know. You know, logically speaking, Cosford should be going to Flying Bulls and going, everything you've got in the UK, come to Cosford. Because we're in, we're, you know, we're bangs back in the middle of June. 
bring it to Cosford. Yet, we don't know if that's going on behind the closed doors. There's no real communication whatsoever. We've got these shows that are announcing all this stuff and going, oh, this is what we've got. You know, Midlands teased us when they announced the B25 saying the first of many uh, of multiple flying bull stuff. That's telling us that there's more to come. You know, Duxford Fine announced the two things that they've got. Why can't Cosford announce one and go, we've still got more flying bull stuff to come? Create some hype. Create some some murmurings within the you know the communities. Because there are so many people taking money off them now. Um, and at, at this point, I... I don't know whether or not even I'm... I planned to go to Cosford before they even announced it. I was like, I'm going to do Cosford this year. And now I've bought tickets for Midlands. I can't do Cywell, which I'm really annoyed about. But am I going to go and do something else? Because they're just getting the the participants. I'm not making a trip down to Cosford if all I'm going to get is the RAF stuff and some smaller acts. I mean, we, we don't know how much they talk behind the scenes, the organisers of each air show. It could be... You know, Sywell's, they're letting them, you know, build this hype, get some sales done before they jump on to selling their own, you know, rather than undercutting each other. Uh, so we don't know how much they're talking behind the scenes, or it could just be that, you know, Sywell are just running it at the minute and they're thinking it's not a good time to go on and start announcing theirs because all the hype is around Sywell. So it'll just sort of be brushed aside for the time being. Uh, I'm- I mean, speaking about talking behind closed doors, there has been a comment made that apparently, and again, I don't know how true this is, that Duxford and the Midlands Air Festival, because both their shows are on the same weekend, they are actually communicating together and working together to confirm assets for both shows. And this might be where the whole Flying Bulls thing has come from. Um, with them both having the same thing, and the Flying Bulls gone within the space of you know a month, a couple of shows of Astral and stuff, and that's where the Flying Bulls have gone. Do you know, what? yeah, which I think a really, really smart way to think about it, and and to work it out that both have fine planned their shows on the same weekend, and that could be, you know, they could have gone well, we could have planned that a bit better, but they're now communicating with each other, working together to secure assets and share assets. That's brilliant. That's like a really good way of thinking about it. Like, you know, that's it, it's so cool um, and well thought out to the organisers if this is true that they are doing that. And because that means that, and if you, you if you go to one, you're not really going to miss stuff if you go to the other if they're sharing assets. Um, the only thing you probably might miss at, at, at Midlands is the massive sky train and um, the coat fly pass that's going to happen at Duxford on their shows. But I don't know what you guys think about sh- you know talking about and sharing assets. What that's that to me is just brilliant like planning i think it's quite a really good good thing you know so you've got duxford who is an absolute mainstay of the air show scene and has been around for many 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 years and obviously midlands are still relatively quite new to to air shows only really coming to you know the big stage in the last couple of years but they seem to have a really good knack of getting some really unique catches obviously last year they had the dragon and obviously they've got a couple of really nice classic jets lined up for this year already. And obviously you say you've got Duxford who are very well connected in the whole warbird scene and they know how to put on a good air show. So maybe, you know, if they say if it's true, it could be almost a like a Reading and Leeds music festival type affair. You know, one gets a couple of really good unique catches they've worked on on the Saturday and another, and then they like vice versa if that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's de- definitely a possibility. Uh, I think it's a really good way of... Uh, I'm really impressed if that's actually going to happen. Um, it's a great way of thinking about it in this sort of this modern age of air shows. Yeah, um, I think it's going to allow a lot more people to get into... Um, it might introduce them to aviation, but I'm assuming most people that will be attending, either of them will already be into aviation. Uh, but obviously a lot of the air shows in the UK are based in the south. So it is quite anybody, you know, up north of Birmingham. It's a long drive. Mm. So having it in the Midlands is sort of a nice bridging point where it's it can be a longer a long drive, but you know you're not getting the offcuts that nobody wanted that the South have got. It's nice that they're you know going to going to get it spread out for everybody, give everybody a chance to see some stuff that they've not seen before. 
Yeah. Um, and as well at Midlands, just finishing off on Midlands, um, they also announced the the Rolls Royce Heritage Flight Spitfire, and um, the one that has the Griffin engine, the blue one. Um, so that's also going to be a nice catch for them as well. So they've got a really decent lineup. Um, and I have bought my tickets now from last episode to, um, to now. So uh, I'll be going there as well because it's going to be a brilliant air show. Um, I think we can move on and talk about Duxford. We've obviously mentioned um, previously that they have um, announced the B25 and P38 previously in this podcast. Um, they're also going to have, and finally posted some information about it, um, the 80th anniversary D-Day Sky Trader Dakota flyer pass. Um, both, which on Saturday and Sunday are going to be slightly different. So I'll just uh, explain what's going to happen. On the Saturday, they are going to have some of the contingent, so not all the aircraft, go up, um, do a sort of parade over the airfield and do some parachute jumps over the Duxford airfield. On the Sunday, the whole contingent is going to get up, as that is their day that they're going to move over into Europe. Um, so they're going to uh, all take off, um, all their different sky trains and um, Dakotas, and do a parade over Duxford, I presume a couple of passes, and then um, are going to then head off to Europe, um, which is going to be pretty cool for a, you know, a Duxford show, um, getting all the history and stuff. Is anyone here looking at that show, or are we all looking at different shows? Or I mean, so I'm... Well, they're, they're all a massive drive for me, so I'm sort of waiting to see you know, if there's any standout aircraft on a specific day that would sway me to doing one over the other. Uh, obviously, we said that Midlands and Duxford are sharing, but you know, purely for the Skytrain and the the parachute jumps, it might sway me more towards Duxford, just because that's more of a unique aspect of air shows mm. that don't happen in many places you know you've got to have the right setup for it yeah um jack you've talked about potentially going midlands i know it's a quite a long drive for you um to go to midlands but are you still considering it sort of toying with that idea it's it's definitely still there to you know for, for me to think about um obviously my Air show plans at the minute are slightly up in the air. Um, I've got obviously a couple that I'd like to attend, um, but you know, ways of the world, money is obviously a massive driving factor. But if I if I was going going to you know if I was going to pick, let's say between Midlands and Duxford at the minute, I don't think I could pick just because they've both got something like both like different. Mm. Um, and that's it's really nice to see that it's not the same it's not every air show having the same yeah aircraft doing the same thing oh definitely i think that's that's one of the things that keeps surprising me about this this current air show year is just the amount of of difference in all the participants the only things currently which is insane to say the only things currently that go over multiple different air shows is flying bulls aircraft. Something that would be like a dream catch at an air show in the UK. And multiple air shows have them. And that's the only thing, basically, that's currently double booked at shows. What what sort of world are we living in for 2024 in the air show season? I mean, Riyadh, bearing in mind, Riyadh are going to start announcing, you know, aircraft within the next probable month. I'd, what? Like, Riyadh have got catching up to do and Riyadh's never normally got catching up to do I think with sorry, sorry go on Matt that's no, fine you go ahead I think we, if you look at you know Riyadh will always pull out an absolute stormer you know yes. it's yeah. it's the go to place for fast jet and helicopters but I think you know if you don't live in the UK then obviously Riyadh is Arguably, is it the it's the biggest in the northern hemisphere, isn't it? They claim it's the biggest military air show in the world. That's okay, what they claim. So that's what they claim. Um, so you know, Riyadh have got some. You know, they have got to pull it out of the bag. But at the same time, it's Riyadh. We all mm-hmm. know that they will. We will do that. But for the smaller air shows, you know, for the Midlands, for your Sywells, for your Duxfords, um, and everything like that. I think flying bulls have played a really, really clever 
like card here because they've gone well. If we're over here for June, we'll make sure that we span June so that mm. you know if if let's say for example you know they they want to come slightly south because obviously you've got um Torbay Air Show yeah. as well in 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 June probably less likely that you get the flying balls there but again it's still a chance so the way that they've done it is that they're making sure that they're seeing as many people as possible in different locations i mean yeah i mean you know there's no saying what shows can and can't get at this point like i'm just, i'm just about to go and have a look at the calendar and see what's in june um and see what we've sort of got airshow wise because i don't know whether or not they're like the swedish historical flight and require a lot of money to um acquire them as an asset um for this show because that's you know Sometimes that's why it costs a lot of money for React sometimes to get them every year because it, it, it's a heck, even just on static, you know, you're paying a lot per jet, a lot per aircraft. Whether or not, because Red Bull have that quite a big lot of wealth, whether or not they just go, ah, it's fine, you don't really have to pay for us too much, you know, just pay for the X, Y, and Z and we'll just cover the rest of the costs because we're going to come over here for the for the month. I don't really know. So we've got Midlands Air Festival on the 31st to, of May to the 2nd of June. Um. You've got loads of different things there. You've got uh, Duxford. Um, there's Shuttleworth's um, military weekend collection. So this is a new mm. way that they're doing their air shows at Shuttleworth. This is a bit of a tangent, apologies. But this is a new way they're doing their air shows. So previously, they've always done just single day air shows. So it's either been a Saturday or a Sunday. You turn up on one on that day and you will see everything they've got on. But I think they've realize the the benefit of having a two-day air show weekend as opposed to just mm. a day and i think there's going to be at certain ones you could be very careful which one you go for because there's either going to be minimal or almost no flying on say the sunday and 95 percent of it on the saturday i believe that type of thing so mm. they're aiming more towards i think the families they want to come out for the day and see a few planes as opposed to the enthusiasts that want to see it see it all well, we've got shuttleworths two shuttleworths in june there's one just after Cylon the weekend after which is actually the big shuttleworth event which is their festival of flight show which is the three-day event that they do which is friday to sunday um so it wouldn't surprise me if the flying balls also go there um because you've got probably five six big air shows for the flying balls to attend within a month so they're only over here for a month and then they can, you know, go back to Europe, which I know they are doing a few shows in Europe already have announced that. Um so, you know, you've 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 got lots of opportunities um for shows. And I think that's probably why. Um and the shows are working together to, you know, get access to come over. Bear in mind the flying bulls are rare. Um yeah, it's great. I mean on on another tangent, I think Maybe it's a setup for the future as well. Uh, Red Bull are quite a strategic business in that they'll only do something if it's really worthwhile to them. So I think maybe yeah. they'll be they'll be you know sowing the seeds to come back every year or every couple of years and do some proper shows. You know they're they're quite extravagant Red Bull, aren't they? They don't they don't do it how it's normally done. Mm. They they take it a level above. So I think that's that they could be. Uh, sowing the seeds for future events and to make sure you know that th- this year it might be cheap for them they might be like no we'll co- we'll cover this but if it's successful then we're going to want you to start signing this contract and that contract for this much you know showtime this much money I'm, I'm not sure but they're quite savvy they, they I, are... like, I like what you said there Matt because if you look at a lot of the easy, the easy thing there for them could have been is go right. We're going to go to Riyadh. You know, mm, they, they yeah. could have just made it and gone. We're just, you know, we're going to go for the heart, but they're not. And I think what is what's drawing interest is that they're not going to Riyadh. So it's giving everyone an opportunity to see it look, look closer to home. Yes. Yeah. I think. If if you, you you are correct by saying you know if if they're going to go to any show it would be 
Riyadh, if, if I had said, if you'd have said the Flying Bulls are going to go to the UK this year and they're going to bring all of these aircraft, bear in mind if you gave me the list of five, I'd have gone and I'd have genuinely gone, yeah, that's Riyadh, surely. Um, but it's not. It's multiple shows with different aircraft at multiple shows. And it's great for the UK air show scene because, you know, we, we've lost so many. And now we've got loads of different things coming over. Even if it's just for the likes of Sowell and Midlands, I mean, it's great. And I'm really happy that the UK air show scene is currently, for this year, on and up. And hopefully we get them weather to match it because, you know, last year there was a bit of rubbish weather. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be great. Um, I think if we can go back to just back to Riyadh for a couple of minutes, I think I think it'd be really interesting. Obviously, I know they announced the Canadian F-18 demo yeah. just before Christmas, and that's that. And I think is it the historic helicopters or something from the Army Heritage Flight? I believe. Yes, so self-confirmed. Yes, they self-confirmed their Scout and their Beaver, I believe. Obviously, they're the only two that we've had since. You know, see, we know React's going to happen every year. You know, if you're on the website, you can see the dates for the next however many years. But with the rate of announcements from Cywell, Duxford, Midlands, wherever, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see what the first sort of announcements in anger are going to be from React. Are they going to go in all guns blazing with the big ticket items to get the sales? Or are they going to, you know, take a slightly different approach? I mean, the thing is with the, the thing is with React. Um, sorry to cut you off, Evan. Um, is that because it's primarily military stuff, and there's not a lot of you know you get a lot of stuff for civilian like for static, but the most of the flying stuff is military. Is you're really not going to know until they announce their schedules, and like React always says, we can be told that oh yeah. We're going to bring this, but until they get it in writing, like proper formal writing, they don't announce it. And that may, you know, come to, you know, bite them this air show season. But again, React is such a different show. You know, React is 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 the big show, the fast jets. Like Jack said, it's, it's your fast jets, your helicopters. That's React. And if you want to see loads of really random and cool military aircraft from around the world on static, React is your show. It's so different. Yes, it's expensive, but it's because of what you get. Um, and But it could be an effort from these smaller shows to just pip React to the to the table and go, look, we're going to announce all this stuff and maybe people will just go, do you know what? I'm going to miss React this year. I'm going to go to Midlands and I'm going to go to Sywell and they're going to be the two air shows I do this year. Um, and that's my 70 quid for a ticket at, at React took up and I can do React next year. Um, it could be that. It could be the, you know, the trying to poach React buyers. And I know I buy my tickets always really early. They're always bought by like mid-October, mid-November um, before anything's even announced. So you'll always get the hardcore people that go every year. I know I go every year. Um, but I think this could be an effort to try and steal some of those 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 families that would go to React um, and get them to go to these air shows early on. I I also think just going off of you know the the, the in a way stealing customers. I think what it also does is it if if you know the uh, the flying balls won't go to React, which it very much looks like they probably won't be. What it does is because people want to go and see these, and they're going to spend the money elsewhere. React might look at themselves and go, "Well, why? Why is no one coming here?" And it might not just be because of the aircraft that aren't going there, but because obviously their ticket prices have yes gone up astronomically. Yeah, I think React may have to look at themselves and go, "How do we get people back? We're going to have to lower our ticket prices." Yeah, um, it is a difficult, isn't it? Because I don't want to sound political, and these are my own (laughs) views. So no, you know, don't don't sort of think that we're going off a script. This this is my own view, and this is how I feel. But that for me is it is difficult, isn't it? Because we, me and you, were sat in a call the other day. We were working out React and how much it actually costs for a weekend per like per person, and we we sort of come to the conclusion that if if you it's probably something like three, four hundred quid for the weekend. If you did one day in the grounds camping, you know, that's 
the sort of the cheapest thing you can do. Maybe if we did a Friday, it made it a little bit cheaper, but you know, it is a lot of money. Um, but I think if you look at what Sywell's announced, they've done their really early bird tickets are at basically 40 quid. The 38, that is 40 quid in my box. And then their final ticket price is 52, which is the same price as what a Duxford ticket is, is, is close to what a Cosford ticket is. Cosford's just a tiny bit cheaper. The only ones that are like really, really cheap is Midlands at being 28 quid. But that's because at Midlands, it's a smaller venue. You don't have to get anywhere near as much infrastructure into the event. You think at Riyadh how many different traders and grandstands they pay for and everything. You know, the, the absolute filling up of the flight line that they always do. That's going to cost them a lot of money, and that's probably why it's more expensive. And and yeah, we see, you know, I I see people on like their posts all the time saying too expensive, can't go. And it, it is getting to that point now where air shows are becoming a a a luxury event sort of thing. You know, you, instead of going to Legoland or something, you take the family to an air show because it is the same price. Um, the only thing you know, I'd say even if it's like a smaller air show, is it's still the whole day out you know if it, if you go to a concert you're paying more if you're going to a football match or something like a sports game it's still going to be the same or more for less time and that's why i always encourage people you know people in my family that go that go oh, you, oh dan you go to uh, air shows and stuff what air shows do you recommend going to and i'll go oh yeah you can you know i, I can t- i can t- i never normally tell them react because it's not the show where they're going to enjoy it most. um and for the money as well um, unless they just went and camped and just sat in, in the campsite and watched. Yeah, perhaps it'll become more of a, well, uh, with Midlands, so, so well, it might be they're more of the family ones and mm. reacts more more towards the people that are solely military aviation. Uh, but as we said in the original episode of, you know, everything's the same, it's all, everything's a great fast jet. That's what Riyadh is at the at the minute, you know, within with jets mainly. They're grey and they're fast. Uh, the only thing it's got going for it this year is the NATO and the F sixteen anniversaries, which could lead to some interesting things. You know, that pull some people back in. Well, what one thing might be um, the Belgian F sixteen potentially is last year on the air show circuit as a demo. That could be this year. Oh, um, that we. That's that it's gonna that's gonna be sad, and I think one thing that obviously Riyadh is very unfortunate with is that they can't have flares, yes, um, yeah. chaff and flare, because when so Vader, when Vader was the pilot, um, and he, I remember, I remember he was at Yeovilton, and I, I didn't go, but I remember seeing some of the photos, and there was, you know, one of his maneuvers was he came from high. And he was basically spiraling down low, and every three or four seconds he was releasing a flare. So you just had a carousel of flares. Mm. And unfortunately, at React, you just can't have that because no. of it, it's. Is it where? Is it because of where they firstly they park certain aircraft over on the north side, and is it also to do with where they have to dump in case of jettisoning the tanks th- or something? I think yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of different things together. Um, it's it's one thing is so when you house an aircraft with flares, you have to keep it away from other aircraft for a certain amount of meters or distance. Which, um, you know, there's again when they pack stuff on that north side, it's very difficult. Um, and then again, I think what you were saying about the getting rid of the flares and safe disposal of flares, I don't think they have that facility at Fairford for an air show. I found the uh, official line on the air sh- on the Air2 website, and they say. Sadly, given the configuration of our airfare for during Riyadh, we have not been able to identify any location for parking armed aircraft. I think that's the thing, isn't it? You know, when flares are and chaff and flare is still it's still an armed aircraft. Yeah. It says, uh, identify any location for parking armed aircraft that will satisfy the stringent MOD regulations covering explosive materials. This is not for the lack of trying. I think, like you say, having flares at an air show just takes it to that sort of Next I mean, when maybe. you've when you've got an aircraft doing a high speed pass, you know, coming coming across at, you know, what what they allowed up to is it Mach point nine two, 
Something like that, yeah. When you've got an aircraft coming shifting that quickly and it decides, you know, in a straight line or once it starts to turn just to, to release some flares, it just brings a whole new dynamic to, to the air display. It does, yeah. And it as well, you know, there's it just you just have to look at the what was it at Raid Dom, I think it was, the SU twenty two did its photo reconnaissance flare pass. Yes, yeah. And I think that just really was really quite impressive to see the videos of. Yeah. it's a thing that we'll we'll probably never get a react and it's why Yoverton was such a an amazing event and and hopefully, fingers crossed, in the future, although unlikely, we get Yeovilton back because um, it's just a thing that's always missed off the air show circuit. And I've never ever had the chance to go. I always watch videos when I was, you know, not able to drive and stuff. Um, I'm going, oh, I wish I could go. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think that probably, unless anyone has announced anything over the past 30 minutes of us talking, which um, I think we can end the podcast there. Um, I'll give anyone a, a very small opportunity in the, in 30 seconds to uh, contradict me if it has. Um, thank you for watching this episode of the Airshow Lounge podcast, episode four. Um, we hope you really enjoyed it. If you would like to keep up to date with all our airshow, um, all the airshow news in the UK and with some airshows in Europe, you can follow us on socials. We have a Facebook page and an Instagram account, both under the names The Airshow Lounge. Um, and that's where you can find us. You can comment and chat to us as well. Um, you know, say, give us your opinions that we can maybe use on the podcast. Um, and, you know, find out about all the Asher news. We try and keep it as up to date as we can. Um, but obviously with all, all having jobs and stuff, it sometimes is quite difficult. But we try and keep it up as quick as possible. So thank you everyone for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.